I see that we're in a transition time, and man is confused. If you look at the art and music, uh, uh, the literature of the last century and more, it's really appalling. You look at Picasso's sort of schizophrenic people, and people call that art. There's, um, well, at least he had a good sense of humor. <laughs> One time he showed people a new painting, and they were all saying, oh, wonderful, wonderful. And when the enthusiasm was at its height, he told people, he confessed that it was painted by his pet monkey. <laughs> but honestly, where is the meaning of it? It's become trivial, it's become shallow. And uh, I, I have been agonizing all my life to see that truth, ideals, people are losing faith in these things. But more than that, this dichotomy between religion and science is the first thing, the first crack, you might say, in that bowl. It has begun to make people doubt what their truth is all about. It's reduced Christianity, let's face it, to a third-rate power. People go to church, but do they really believe? I don't think very many people really believe. And their belief is an emotional thing. It's not a certainty. If you have true faith, as Jesus himself said, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed into the sea, and it will happen. There was a story of a man who was, he'd bought some property, and there was a mountain in the way of a beautiful view of a lake. So he decided that with full faith, he would move that mountain. And he went to bed after praying for this mountain to be moved, and when he woke up, it was still there. He said, I knew you'd still be there. <laughs> How can you really have faith if it's only belief? You can't. Belief comes as the hypothesis. You must do the testing that will make it possible for you to realize. And this is where Christianity has not emphasized. And I'll go into that a little bit later. But I want to go on with this theme of the crisis that we're living in today. I feel, I felt finally it is becoming urgent that we understand what the message of Christ was. I'm not writing, and I didn't write this book as a disinterested scholar. I wrote it with deep devotion for Jesus and for the message that he gave. I lived with a man of God, and I knew how different such people are from the normal um, run, you might say, of the mill in Christianity. And I wanted to show that there is, that the whole, as I've dedicated this book for those Christians who, whose faith, those sincere Christians whose faith has been shaken. 45% have been shaken just by one book. People are more and more, and the, they've reached the point where they say, well, I happen to be somebody who believes in God. For God's sakes, why happen to? You should be proud that you have some sense in your head. <laughs> the, the fact is, and this is what I wanted to talk about tonight, the real custodians of religion are those who have practiced it and realized it. The saints, the masters, they live in all religions. Christianity isn't, hasn't, has no monopoly on, on sainthood. I asked somebody, and while I was in India years ago teaching, 
a Catholic missionary, said to me, what do you mean when you say saint? Because he thought saints can only be Catholics. I said, I mean the Sanskrit word sant, from which our, our word has been taken. These are old words and old concepts. And in fact, the idea that Jesus Christ came only recently and everything before that was just chaos doesn't speak very well for God's compassion. <laughs> of course he has come again and again. In the Bhagavad Gita it says that, that uh, whenever darkness increases and, and uh, virtue declines, I incarnate myself as an avatar, as a, a divine person in order to bring truth back and set it on its throne again. And for this purpose, Yogananda came. He did not come just as another teacher. Many people in his lifetime, they talked to me themselves. They told me they'd had visions of him, and that was why they came to him. One time he was in Boston. He received, in his early years, he was there for three years, sort of learning this culture. And he... Um, received a letter that was anonymous saying that he was completely wrong in sponsoring Jesus Christ in the West. He said Jesus Christ never lived. He's only a myth created to uh, bring people under the control of church authorities. And Master, he didn't sign his letter, as I said, it was anonymous, but Master wanted to know who he was, so he prayed. And the few, about a week later, he was in the Boston Public Library and he saw a man sitting by a bench, and he went over and sat next to him. He said, why did you write me that letter? <laughs> and the man was so startled, he said, what, you, what letter? The one in which you said that Jesus is only a myth. How did you know I wrote that? He said, well, never mind, I have my methods. <laughs> but then he said, I, the, I want you to know that that power which enabled me to find you enables me to know that Jesus was a son of God, and that he was everything the Bible says about him. This was his mission to the West. Primarily it was to bring people back to original Christianity, not that Christianity which is sort of over the centuries becoming more and more, become more and more fixed in formality. The real custodians of religion always and everywhere are the saints.